Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. My next guest, Ben Clancy. I, I, I keep saying I keep thinking Clancy, like the, the novelist, Tom Clancy, right. but it's Clancy. Ben, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Where are you calling from, Ben? I am uh, joining you from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, how? What's the weather? See, I'm I'm in Central Florida. You know, like gotcha. Orlando, Daytona Beach area. Uh, what's the weather like up there right now? Because we have been dealing with rain nonstop all day. Well, it hasn't been too bad. I think it rained very uh, a little bit last night, but right now sunny and seventy five, and. Uh, getting some yard work done earlier today and stuff like that. It's a good day for it. So it hasn't been, um, hasn't been characteristically Southern humid today. So what's the, what's the, nice. what's the winter been like up there for you guys this year? Uh, it was, it was a rough week, um, yeah. but we survived it. Now it really, I think winter lasted two weeks up here in Charleston. Now, Ben, tell people about your website because it's very, very interesting. And, and, and I like it. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm into sci-fi. I'm into comic books and stuff. Tell people about all your content. Okay. So my website is called emscapades.com. It's fun to say, hard to spell. So it's EMS and then C-A-P-A-D-E-S and uh, emscapades, like the escapades of EMS kind of mash up. And uh, you could also get there by emscomic, emscomic.com. And uh it's my home where uh, I'm a paramedic um, as my full time job, also a comedian and a comic strip artist and man of many hats. And this website is a place um, I started for uh, people in EMS to go and have some humor and yeah. enjoy I, something I, that's simple that uh, that speaks about the job that we all do together. I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up because you are not the first ambulance slash paramedic slash first responder that I've spoken to. Um, and, and I think, I think, you know, everybody says humor is the best medicine laughing uh, and, and, and laughing about stuff because I don't think people realize some of the fucked up stuff that you guys have to see on a daily basis. You know, yeah, way, um, way to break the cussing barrier. I was wondering if I could curse. No, no, you. you can curse. Yeah, no, you can curse. No, you can definitely curse. But, 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 but what I'm saying though is I don't, I don't think people realize here. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, okay. there here in Orlando, you know, we had the uh, Pulse nightclub shooting here. 
Yes, um, I remember that. And there was a lot of officers that filed for PTSD leave, you know, because they they were having problems. And and I remember one of the officers telling a story about after you know going through the crime scene and all the dead around, and all you could hear was ringing cell phones. And that yes. was eerie because those were family members. Once they heard the news, trying to see if their loved ones had made it out alive. Exactly. And, and, I, and, and I'll and be it, honest, that is that is a big part for me of any time that a call has kind of lingered on has been. I wonder how the family's doing or you'll never forget just that uh, those cries of hopelessness, you know, so you're working a cardiac arrest, but you know, the patient is gone and you're doing everything you can to get them back. But, you know, you know, you know, if, if you have maybe any faith or anything like that, they're they're not here. They're are watching. You, they're not in there. Are but you a fan, family? Are, go ahead. Are you a man of faith? Are you a man of faith? I, I am honestly not. I mean, I, I am, but I'm not. It's it's uh, I believe in weird. a higher power. I, I don't believe, know what. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm OK with not knowing is what I say. I'm okay with that without, you know, with not knowing if I would find out that I was wrong. Holy, holy hell. That's, that's neat. Yeah. Um, hey, but me, if I found and, out that if it was Hitler black, will be, me and Hitler will be partying in hell. If I, right. if, if I didn't believe the whole thing, I, I, that's a bad joke, by the way. Um, and no, it's fine. We, we, we have very, see my humor on, on my site is, is a little more, uh, is lighter than some of the other sites. You'll find uh, a lot of memes out there for EMS, very dark, very, um, uh, let's say targeting, triggering stuff like that. I enjoy it. I, I actually had them on my podcast, uh, EMS capades off duty. So I enjoy, uh, the, the, the darker humor, but I, I, I kind of tried to make mine accessible to the largest audience possible. Yeah, I get and, it. And funny enough, I get less followers for my efforts than they do, <laughs> but, well, I but mean, that's people, neither here nor there. But, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad you bring that up. Listen, I, I, I the way that I've always looked at, you know, because I I've done radio for 22 years of my life. I've only been doing this podcast for a year that I do, I'm doing now. And I've had to learn. I've had to learn new ways because it is different. It really is. I, I, I think that people want their content on demand. But just like anything else, you know, talking about PTSD stuff. People like the lowest common denominator sometimes, but I also, I, I, I do serious topic. Like I, I, I want to do a fun show. I like to keep it light. I like to keep it funny, but then sometimes I'll get into a serious topic that needs to be covered. Right. And, and, and I don't shy away from those either. I, I cover mental health. I cover bad calls and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I've done more heartfelts. Uh, the biggest compliment I ever got, and I got three separate people say it at three different points of the comic strip run, which ran uh, every Tuesday and Friday for five years, and now it's on a hiatus, but I have five uh, books self-published out there on Amazon and stuff like that, and everybody loved it. But every now and again, and maybe it was for me more than them, I would put out a heartfelt one, or I would put out one that kind of just showed one of my characters isn't as hard-assed as you thought. And they all and the compliment I got, which was one of the best, was, man, this reminds me of Scrubs. It's like funny, funny, funny. And then I love wham, right in the feels. Yeah. And so I'm, that that was very nice to hear because I 
I like those those moments in Scrubs where they did where they did that heartfelt. They did they did drama and and loss and sadness better than any sitcom I've oh, ever seen in my life. Man, I gotta tell you, it is such an underrated show in my opinion. I know that it is a little silly at sometimes. Oh yeah, but the music that they would choose, Zach Braff. Not a lot of people realize that Zach Braff had a lot to do with the music that was picked a part of that show, the way that it would match up on some of the darker, more serious like right. themes and stuff in the show. It was it was amazing. Now, I am I, I do know that personally. I'm friends with uh, my wife and I are friends with uh, the band Jump Little Children, which is out mm -hmm. of Charleston, South Carolina. They were popular um, early 2000s, and now they've kind of done a comeback. But he used Jay Clifford's um, both Jump Little Children music plus Jay Clifford, who is the lead singer's solo music. In what about Joshua Radin? What about Joshua Radin? Did you ever hear I, of him? He was from no. Scrubs as well, too. No, I didn't hear. I haven't heard of him, but I'm like, like he used him in Garden State. He uh, wish, yes. wish I were here. So Zach, um, and, and I speak like I know him. I don't know him, but everybody <laughs> here is very fond of what he's done for Jay and for the Jump Little Children music. So we all mm. just say Zach, but he's been very kind. He actually directed the video for Jay called No One to Walk Away. So mm. uh, Zach definitely likes uh, independence. He Josh loves independent music. State. Joshua oh, he was. was on Garden. Yeah, he was on Garden State album as well, too. And that's and see, that's what he likes. He he loves he doesn't go for a lot of mainstream music on anything that he's chosen. And it's neat. It's neat to see he had such a hand in the soundtrack of Scrubs and he would really bring on some very, very great music from a lot of people and gave them the exposure that that they wouldn't probably ever gotten Star ever. Look up Joshua Raiden Star Mile. Once you once you once you hear it, that 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 was on that uh, song as well, too. Or Most he's certainly. Done a, yeah, he's done a couple on there. So now let me ask you. So are, are the comic things, are they based on like real life experiences um, from, with, from within reason? Yeah, I, I base them on. I based them more on like the feelings that I had. So like basically not to not to kind of break it down in like a weird fight club kind of way. But uh, but the I was two just main asking characters... because of HIPAA. I was just talking because of. Oh, HIPAA, yes, yes, yes. Like reasons. So, so basically in the in the comic strip, the two main characters are Lance and Dilly. And I always say Lance is me on the call. Dilly is what I say on the way to and after the call, because Dilly's a smart ass. But Lance is professional. So that's the that's kind of what we all do. We the whole time we're driving to the call, we're like, this is probably bullshit. And then we get there and we find out it's not bullshit and we do our job to the best of our abilities always. But uh, the thing is, is when I walk away from those calls, I I'm sketchy about like, I don't want to ever have my, like Clincy is not my last name. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, I protect my career, you know, that's because good. I don't ever want to lose that's it good. due to a due to a bad joke or a good joke that somebody found out about. But um, yeah, so so that's the thing is HIPAA, I kind of go for like the the feeling that I had and I assign it to a different call that's similar. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, to protect so identities. Right. So the way you're going to feel after a trauma call is is relatively the same no matter what the trauma is. So I don't necessarily just say, oh, that car accident was terrible. It's like, oh, that, you know, house fire was terrible. I can I can kind of go. You can mix the same it up feeling. Yes, mix it up. And I and I take shots at everybody. I joke around about police, about fire, um, the dispatchers. 
everybody it, and it was almost like i had a dartboard on the wall and i was like who am i making fun of this week a pam so you know kind of like mad libs it's kind of like mad libs yeah. <laughs> you, you just you just put up in there now let, so give me an idea because i i don't want to talk about all the depressing stuff but absolutely i would like to hear just give me an idea no identities or anything one of the most heartbreaking calls you've ever had to respond to and one of the good feel good ones where like you didn't think that this person was going to make it and they did pull out of it or you saved them or or something like that. OK, so um, the one that was the the actually the way I kicked off the comic strip, that was the call. So I come from a background, a lot of family tragedies and stuff like that. So it's kind of like PTSD in the field. It's kind of like I had PTSD before I entered, um, mm -hmm. you know, EMS, but there's something about that, like an ADHD person who can hyperfocus. It's like with those scars, it kind of makes me a little more uh, less afraid, maybe a little fearless. But regardless, my, my father had committed homicide, suicide when I was a kid, when I'm uh, uh, 1995. You know, I I um I attempted suicide at the end of 2019. Um, I'm very was, sorry to hear that. Was, was was Baker acted in for like 10 days, mm. and ended up uh, leaving radio. Uh, it 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 happened for a reason. Do you, do you? And I don't mean to get off track, but do you? That's do okay. you Go do you go to talk to somebody? Like I did. I did. Um, did. I got medicine. I, I take two medications daily. And, I got um, off of them. I hate them. I, I think they're I think they're the worst things in the world. I, I they work for some people, right. but I think we over prescribe medication here in our country. Oh, I, I wouldn't disagree with that statement. I wouldn't. But um, I think my wife, <laughs> lucky me, she works in pharmacy. So oh, basically, <laughs> I can't I have no I have no argument. Um, I go, yeah, what if I wanted to stop taking my meds? And, and that becomes a fight that I can't win. Because, uh, I mean, this is a woman who who will take, you know, if they make a pill for it. She's like, OK, I'll take it. She's she doesn't care. Can I ask and, you? Um, I mean, I, I don't want to pry, but I'm or is it just okay. mood stabilizing drugs? Because yes, I was yes. I was on I was on Risperidol and Zoloft. Well, the, so the mood stabilizer I, with my dad, you know, being uh, they believe bipolar. Uh, my dad, all the stuff that he had was hallmark of it. Uh, drug abuse. Uh, impulsivity, all the things like I had to go through two years of cognitive behavioral therapy and we dug real deep into the parents and my mom and dad are um, um, my dad was and my mom, they battle their own. So basically, when I started losing my grip, we are kind of treating me, uh, making sure that I don't exhibit. It, it's weird. I didn't get any of the cool uh, um, mania or anything. I just have chronic depression, but they're treating me with bipolarish drugs to make sure so you can't you just be too me, high too low right so, they, so if they give me an antidepressant they're gonna have me freaking going crazy you know because there's nowhere to go but up was the thing that they said um and and i mean like i said uh i watch television shows i i've seen it kind of in the movies i laugh because sometimes it, it doesn't sound correct but uh mania sounds like a damn party sounds like a week-long amazing time it is it is it, it it is man but like i mean okay so all right I'll, I'll explain to you about this okay like i i've explained it i've gotten off of all of it it was the worst withdrawal that i've ever been through in my life getting off of the mood stabilizing drug it was horrible 
absolutely horrible. But what I like to tell people now is that when I was on those drugs, I could not experience real happiness, but I never was depressed. Now that I've been off of them, yes, I still have very shitty days. But when I have the really, really good days, I get to experience it. I get to experience real joy. Yeah. And 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 I and that's why I like you said, medication doesn't work for everyone. I I get that. I have those, thankfully. Um, I do get to experience good days and, and happiness and stuff like that. It it is not uh stunted me or or numbed me what about, at all what about the sex the sex it, it killed my libido nope not a, not not any problems with that right here i'll tell you that i uh okay a, as a matter of fact um yeah i i i am a happily married man of 16 years and i still complain i wish i had more so i i'm just as normal as every other person who's been married almost for two decades i guess <laughs> so well, it probably no, would please her if i had no libido she'd be like god dang Thank well, you. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't I didn't even realize it, though, man, like like, you know, because I, I got divorced in 2014 and and then and then I, you know, I thought that I was paying attention more to my career. I was like, all right, I'm focusing on my career. That's why I haven't gone out and meet people and stuff. And when I got off of those, I was like a goddamn teenager, buddy. Like, seriously, yeah. like I was like every chance I could. Like if I got if I got a stiff breeze, I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Um, but on the line with me right now is Ben Clancy. Uh, tell people once again how they can find out all your content. All my content, you can go. The easy way is emscomic.com. Uh, that being comic as in comedian and comic as in comic strip. If you go to that, you'll go to EMS Capades, which is my home of comic strips and uh, stand up and uh, my podcast EMS Capades off duty and it's fun. It, it's a, um, you can make a day of it or two or three. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of content on there, five over 500 comic strips. And, um, the podcast was in an old iteration. I stopped it at about 80 episodes. The new one that I have is roughly, I think about 17 or 18 at this point, but it's, you know, uh, the same audience followed me over to this one. So I'm very fortunate of that. I didn't lose a lot of followers, but, um, just just had a new chat style format. So if you be like listening to a bunch of uh, paramedics and EMTs and former EMTs and former paramedics, just jaw about the job or just anything in general, we just, you know, it's kind of like crew change or water cooler mm. for EMS. And a lot of people like the podcast for that reason. Now, Ben, you know, like, like I said, I'm very ADHD as well, too. You brought that That's up. Fine. But um, now let's get back to before I interrupted you. It's OK. Uh, your your worst call your best call. That's fine. Um, so the worst call. So as I said, uh, with my family history and everything like that, um, I had just become a brand new medic. So I was a EMT for four years and I passed paramedic school and I got my patch, as we say, my, uh, my disco patch. And, um, and I got a call for a 15 year old hanging victim. And, mm -hmm. uh, it was a, it was a young girl and, uh, we got there and she had already been uh, cut down, as you were, uh, yeah. as you said. And then um, and we worked her and we got her pulses back, but she never regained consciousness at any point during ours. And from what I had learned from people, she never regained consciousness and was um, dead three days later. And her organs were donated, which a lot of my coworkers said, consider that 
uh, something great that you that you got to her and you got her pulses back and kept her organs viable. There's something to be said for that, but it didn't matter. It it affected me so badly, and I you wasn't know, doing. How I, that's how I tried to. That's how I tried to kill myself. Yeah, I, maybe we were meant to meet. Like this is uh, very crazy. How many topics we've we've touched on? Um, this is uh, interesting. You know, like I I forgive me. You know, I know the the radio shows that you've been on, but I have not. I'm not familiar with you per se. Yeah. Um, of course, I know, you know, you were saying uh, Ron and Fez. Yeah, Ron and um, Fez, the monster. I'm from the morning. Baltimore, um, Baltimore, D.C. area. So I remember oh, Ron so and Fez. Oh, so WJFK. Um, yes, I remember yes. Ron and Fez very much back in the late 90s, um, early 2000s. They were they were around that area coming through went, on, a, on our radio. I went up there to Fairfax, Virginia. Um, and actually, do you remember the hideout back then? The one that like with uh, J-Dubs and El Jefe was. Yes, uh, a part of that radio station as well, too, man. One of the sickest times they they gave us this uh, like extra over the top hot sauce. I went up to JFK. Couldn't believe how bad the traffic is around the D.C. area. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. I hated it. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no. And then I, I've been with Bubba the Love Sponge as well, too. But um, yeah, see, I mean, I, I would not be here if it wasn't for shitty ass construction and a ceiling fan ripping out of the roof. You know, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's the only thing that saved me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I, maybe I'm going to try and help you chuckle at your situation. You ever seen the, the ladies man? Yes, I <laughs> with, have. Uh, OK, so, you know, the opening minutes of that uh, a man brings down the ceiling fan as well. So. There, it was represented in a comedy. So if you can't look on the lighter side, just watch. That oh no! Scene. Listen, I can, I can laugh. I listen, I laugh. Listen, I, I've been recording my show all day today, and I just got done commenting on an audio story that I played about a guy that he's a home inspector that got caught fucking a tickle me Elmo doll, uh, oh, a kid's toy. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not judging the guy for his fetish. But the thing is, is after he got done with it, he put it back. That's where I have a problem with it. <laughs> right. You know, like, I mean, the kid's going to be playing with it and stuff. And also, yeah. also, who leaves a home inspector in their house? They left. They were not even there. I would never in a million years leave a home inspector in my house. So they caught him on the nanny cam? Yes, they caught him on the nanny cam. It was motion activated and they caught the whole video of him sexually oh. gratifying himself with a Tickle Me Elmo doll. That's uh, absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing at the absurdity of it all, but it is not funny to me. I no, uh, no, listen, I, 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 I mean, I, I listen, I don't judge people with their fetishes and stuff. We've right, all been right. there. As right. young teens and stuff. And listen, guys are just built differently. And I don't know if you can admit this, but like when we were we first discovered masturbation, if we <laughs> saw something that we could fit our penises in, we would be like, I wonder if I wonder how that feels over there. And 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 and, and we would. But you're, I, you're saying I, like it doesn't continue into your 20s when you're on no, your own this, and there's no chance of being busted in on either. Yeah, this guy oh, was continues. in his 40s. This guy was in his 40s. So uh -huh. what? But, I think but, it's the putting it back. I think I'm with you on that. Like, that is, that's what's pissing me off. That about is the it. problem. That's the problem. He should have right? taken it back. He should have just taken it with him. Just stole, and it. It would, stole it. Yeah, just stole it and taken it with him. But if you leave that type of stuff on a child's toy that they could be playing with, I have a oh. problem with it there. Like, yeah. I, I, I really, really do. 
Uh, but those those are the type of things that I that I talk about. And then I mean, I also like to play devil's ad, advocate. But what if what if the the parents, you know, the baby was not there? They left the guy all by himself. Maybe they're into voyeurism or something. They're like, all right, let's find the home inspector that looks like he has a tickle me Elmo <laughs> fetish. And we will film him <laughs> and we will have this all on tape because you got to remember, I work for a guy that uh might be Famously, involved in one of the big uh, famous right. sex tapes of all time so yeah so, I, I'm so what i'm saying so what i'm saying is is that <laughs> you don't know what's going on i like to look at all angles of a story when i talk about it now let's get to the good heartfelt call that you've been on the one that has been like you know what this is why i do the job Okay, well, well, just to wrap it up, the wrap up okay, the other sorry. one. So it was a bad call, and then, like I said, I didn't have any comedy shows, and I hit a real. It blew, it blew some dirt into a wound that I thought was a lot more healed than it was being so close to home. And then, um, I just sat there. I kind of checked out. I wasn't, wasn't How really old interested were you in the when, job anymore. When that happened, how old were you when that? Then not, not with the call, but your dad. Oh, 17. 17 you, years old. I don't. You know. I don't I don't think people like um, pay close enough attention to childhood trauma. You know, right. at 17, you're still a child. I, yeah, I, I was I was only a couple months into my senior year of high school and I forced myself to go back in order to graduate and uh, and want to talk about. Uh, yeah, like undoing some friendships uh, really probably was the worst idea, uh, but yeah, it, it is. Do you um, think it affected you? Because because I, I, I really do think those teenage and, and, and early years shape you for the future. They they do. Sure, sure. It, it's one of the things that um, created a guy who wanted to be surrounded by uh, laughter and good times. So I was always the life of the party and always the, the, the joke. And and so that put it into comedy. I just all my friends were going through that early 20s lament. And they were like, what does it all mean? And what am I doing? And I would just be like the funny man because I had already gotten a real dose of how shitty life could be. So I just wanted to make everybody happy. And that turned into comedy. And that also turned into the creation of this was needing a creative outlet, needing something that made me smile and made others laugh, even though I couldn't go and hear it live, um, was the creation of that. So I tend to lean on my creative, uh, creative talents to get me through um, the darker, the darker periods of my life. So that, that 17, I took the stage for the first time. I think I was 22, maybe 21 or 22. Mm -hmm. And so definitely was, um, was a big part of that. I always seek out humor, um, or like-minded funny people. And, and that's the, that's the thing is, is that's my, that's my, was my biggest drug before uh, mm -hmm. I started taking medication was, was just that laughter, that high, that that um, that buzz of just hearing a room full of people uh, choking on their drinks and realizing, holy shit, I did that just now. Like I'm I'm making these people, you know, laugh so hard. And it was a great feeling. It really was. I I say was nobody's doing comedy as of late unless yeah. you're a big enough name who can afford an outdoor stage. Uh, but yeah, so I miss I miss it. Um, I didn't get to do it as much as I want to. I got a gig coming up, two gigs coming up this year. But, tell uh, people them, where they can tell people where they can check them out. Well, they're EMS related. <laughs> one okay. of them is virtual. One of them is okay. a virtual gig. Um, that's for 
that they're recognizing children, children's hospital in Minnesota or something like that. And that I got the gig from that because I got booked for the Minnesota EMS conference. They wanted me to do comedy and a book signing for my EMS stuff, for my EMS capades books. And that will be in September, September 18th at the Jackpot Casino in Morton, Minnesota. And like I said, I believe you'd have to register for the conference. I'm not sure if it's separate. Um, if, if you do follow me from the here on on the social media, all major social media, it's all EMS. Yeah, if you, go to, if you connect yeah, with me. From if you go this. to your website, you all uh, links to all your social media is on your website. Yes, sir. And so that would be that would be um, the way to find out, because I I don't have all the details as of right now. I mean, I know I'm booked for it and I know the people have been really mm -hmm. great. We just got my my hotel room and and ride squared away because it's so far west. You have to fly into St. Paul and you still have or a Minneapolis and St. Paul. You still have another two mm -hmm. hours drive so it's wait like, when is this when it when it when 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 is in this? september in september okay, well, so i'm see, hoping minnesota no minnesota might not be there depending on how this whole uh trial goes on up i there. know so right? i know yeah. which is kind of sad i i'm not trying to make jokes or anything but i've seen people get off of like i covered the casey anthony trial here in orlando Yes. Uh, for a radio station and everybody thought that that bitch was like nailed to the wall and when she got off like you know people were pissed but nobody like rioted or burned down stuff and listen i'm not like i agree both sides look there are bad cops you know oh, yeah. just like there are bad people that are protesting that are causing problems and stuff you know sure. like there's a bad apple in every single group. Now, I'm sorry to get all serious and stuff, but I, I do That's find okay. this fascinating. You know, so you got first responders, EMS, you got nurses, you got cops, you got firefighters. Uh, and I know a lot of people watch movies and TVs and stuff, but I've I've done the research. Um, what do you find that first responders self-medicate not with like prescription drugs but i'm just talking about legal stuff like alcohol and stuff is 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 that like off basis or is that something is, that happens with first responders it is uh i don't know that it is as problematic as maybe the television shows would like you to believe um i know people who who do like to um have themselves some drinks at night but i don't I don't find it too out of line with the same as like a construction worker who goes and puts in a, a hard 10 hours and then grabs a six pack and, you know, watches you know, late night television. Um, I feel like some of it's on that line. I, I like having what we do like a weekly date night. I enjoy bourbon and Cokes on the weekends, like last night, for example. And so, but there are the alcoholism happen, just, as, just as much as in any profession, but maybe a little bit more in the fire EMS and police side of things. And it, and is it self-medicating? Maybe. Is it, is it maybe just a way to get some sleep? I always wonder if that's how it starts. You know, like you just, you just want to fall asleep, you know? So it starts like that, and then it just becomes like sleeping pills would be. It becomes a dependency real fast. Mm -hmm. And so before you know it, there's more and more and more. And um, because it's not the things, like I said, it's not always the things you can't unsee. I mean, I, I worked the night of the Charleston Emanuel AME shooting uh, yeah. here, the church shooting. I was working that night. Now, I wasn't on. I never made it to the scene. Um, I was turned away as we were coming into downtown. 
we were we were pushed. Did you to say cover Charlotte them. or Charleston? Charleston. Oh, right, okay. So, so, so then I, I, I'm sorry. Like I, I, my brain works so weirdly. I, I automatically heard Char. You know that we were syndicated. We do well. Uh, Bubba's, Bubba's on the morning here at 98 Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 98 Rock in Charleston. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I went up there, the honky tonk saloon. That might have been one of the last nights that I ever drank because I've been sober for a year and a half now. Congratulations, um, man. But, but that was a crazy wild night, too. Holy. Yes. I have, a, I have a co worker and a former partner. She, um, she fancies that place a lot. And that place, when we were all quarantining and we were all, they, um, they, they pushed the limits of the, of the law. You know, you can come in with mm-hmm. masks on and, and they, they fought back real hard. And so it was like when the world started quarantining, she went, she had gone through like a separation and I think a divorce. And she was out like every night and, and we're, we're gowning up from head to toe for these COVID patients. I'm wearing respirator, these big giant pink filters and stuff. And, and I'm wrapped in plastic. And so we're taking COVID positive patients in our ambulance. And they're like, are you worried about catching COVID? I said, I'm more worried about what she's going to bring back from honky tonk more than yeah. I am about these calls, because I mean, I, I I'm ventilator, um, you know, kind of critical care ish trained. So I run ventilated patients and stuff like that. And so I know kind of uh, what's going on, but you can't stop that. She was hanging out at some bar last night with a bunch of people all dancing yeah. and, and talking loud and all over each other and then come to work the next day. So we had our fingers crossed and we were one of the few services in town that didn't have any cases. It's weird. My service did not have a case. There was a couple of services were like, you know, crippled by it. We actually lost a gentleman, a, a good friend of all of ours from, from another service. He actually died mm-hmm. from COVID. Um, but luckily our service uh, made it through for now. What? What 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 is your what is your opinion on COVID? You know why why I don't want to get political because I I hate sure. both sides. I think all politicians. No, I think the are, worst thing that happened was politicizing any of this. Yes, I um, do too. To be honest, I hate, I, I I think both it sides. was it set us all back because you remember times times that we have been as a nation felt threatened or scared. Uh, 9-11 or anything like that we, came we come together. together and politics doesn't matter shit world war ii and this world should war have II. been yep this should have been another instance of that but it got politicized so fast and and one can argue that the left seized an opportunity to wrestle to make the election impossible for the right to win again and the right kind of downplayed it. we can go both sides like i said i'm not a political person i hate it all but Regardless, it was ridiculous. Mask and, and or no mask, you know, it's and, like, and the fact that a mask should even be like a should even be considered a symbol of you being weak or strong or stupid or smart. That's ridiculous. It's just wear it, you know, like wear it. I mean, it, it may work. It may not. It doesn't matter. But I mean, condoms, I'd say that I, I, exactly. like condoms. <laughs> I, I mean, condoms are not 100 percent. But guess what? Everybody still puts them on or tries to. Even though, you know, it feels better when you're not wearing one. But what I'm saying is, is that people still wear them, even though they're not 100 percent. Yes. And 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 that's the thing. Like, it's it's not 100 percent. But I mean, the evidence came out that what this flu season was practically non-existent. So obviously the flu is a much weaker virus that we have way more herd immunity. And and it, it only affects a lot of, you know, the population who are weakened or immunocompromised. But still, 
they were wearing masks okay. and we were wearing so, masks. So we weren't active carriers and passive carriers. You had it's to wear amazing. them all day, though, for like eight hours. I, w- I was hearing about all the uh, nurses and first responders that were having to yeah. wear masks all the time of getting the acne from just like wearing that stuff all the time on their face. Yep. Yeah, well, I have a goatee, so I'm I'm uh, I'm protected but from I, looking too herpetic. <laughs> how wait, but efforts. but 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 having facial hair and stuff it, it doesn't give you a good seal, though, does it? Like we're uh, if you wear the full if you wear the full one, yeah, you 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 put it uh, the full face one, and it comes down under the chin, and then you put your hands over the filters and you suck in, and if it feels like it's going to pull your eyeballs out of your sockets, mm-hmm. uh, it's you've been seal. vaccinated, right? Which one yep. did you go with? Uh, we uh, well, it was offered uh, the Pfizer, so I did the Pfizer to to Pfizer. Yeah, my mom so. had the Moderna, and she had she had a pretty bad reaction from it. But from everything that I'm reading, though, is that the more side effects you have, it actually shows that your body is actually creating more antibodies. And that's uh, the thing. The first one for me was was a bit brutal. I I had wicked arm pain that spread to my side, and it was kind of like. Wow, that was that was brutal. But then the second one felt like nothing. And that that was weird. Like it like everybody thought that everybody said the second shot was worse. So maybe it was just me anticipating the second shot being worse. But it mm. was nothing. I was like, I hope I even got one. I hope it wasn't water. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, you know, I was clamoring to get it. And everybody was like, why do you want to get it? Why do you want to get it? I'll get it later after we find out what the side effects are. And I said, you kidding me? I want the batch that they're giving to all the doctors right now. You can take yes. the watered down shit they give to the regular oh, public. Oh, well, you know what, though? What what, what if, you know, it, it, I, I was thinking I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but like, um, you know, um, you know, what if what, you know, everybody says mind over matter. What if, you know, this is the fastest they've ever turned around a vaccine before. What if this is all just a placebo? <laughs> that they've been giving Maybe. us the whole time and and, I, I, and 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 it's just like oh we're walking around and it's just mind over matter type thing i do believe in that type of stuff. sure i mean in, not, entirely possible i'm not a scientist and i i didn't work on the vaccine so i i never taught i never tried to speak at any kind of length about something i don't know about i can yeah. speculate with the best of them but i sit here and say but placebo's like possible but Placebos still don't work, though, like uh, they do give people stuff. And oh, like, yeah. Drug studies are built on that. Drug studies yeah. are built on a blind or a double blind. So basically they want to find out if something works. They give some people it and some people not it. And if they're watching that, the population is getting over it at the same exact rate. You know, then it doesn't it doesn't speak for the efficacy of the drug. But if they mm-hmm. show that the placebo ones, did, it did nothing for them and it did something for the actual people who were given the active drug, that shows that the drug was doing something. So who knows what they did in their trials? Because, I mean, they were talking about trials. I remember they were talking about doing the human trials, and I think it was rolling out not very soon after that. So who knows? It could, it right. could simply be that. But I told everybody, they were like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. I said, yeah. don't you think it'd be the boldest move in the world to kill all the doctors in America? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were the first ones to get it. So let's go ahead and just kill every doctor in America. I yeah. think I think like, let's let's think about this, guys. Like, like I'm thinking it's I mean, if all the doctors are rolling up their sleeves and I, I don't think that the, the companies, the drug companies, the the scientists are interested in just getting rid of our healthcare system because we were first up, you know, mm-hmm. and I just. I said, I, I, that's what I'm leaning on. That's what I want to believe is that they're not trying to like eliminate healthcare. 
So that's what I leaned on. And that's why I got it. And I still have people, still have people in EMS who aren't getting it. They're like, forget, forget that. They're like, yeah. I'm, I'm I, they believe it's like going to give you it. I mean, all the same things no, about this, the flu vaccine is, and everything. This is different. This vaccine is different. They're not actually giving you a piece of the virus. This is actually blocking the protein blockers right. that allow the virus to connect. All right. I want to end on a, on a, on a high note. All okay. right. So you are part of EMS, you know, yeah. I don't know. Are there a lot of women that work in EMS? Like, oh yeah. A lot. A good yes. looking one. I mean, attractive or I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I know you're yes, married. Yes. And stuff. No, no, okay. no. I mean, my, my part, my current partner's a, a very beautiful woman. And, um, okay. So and has, yeah. have you heard any stories of like, you know, relationship or is oh, that yes. round upon? Oh, there, there is. Okay. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, like, I mean, not me personally. And, and I, and I have no, have you ever heard stories that. of, of hookups in the actual ambulance or is that a big no, no, I heard of one from somebody oh, I knew some, yeah. somebody I knew and she seemed to think it was the coolest thing in the world, but she was very new to EMS. And I tried to explain to her, that, not very sanitary. God, no, I can't even flipping imagine. I wouldn't even take the opportunity if I were newly single or if I just I mean, I met some bombshell who was just like, I won't tell if you won't come here, you fat bastard. I <laughs> I'd be like, not here. <laughs> like, like, I'd be like, that was my opportunity gone. You know, I'm talking like, no way. That's just the, the most disgusting thought to me. And they call it, they have names for it. Like it's a, like if you have sex in the back while your partner's driving, running lights and sirens, it's like a code eight or a code seven. And people uh -huh. talk about all this stuff. And it's, I didn't think it happened. I, I want to get some of that code eight. I want to get some of that code eight. Yeah. I took it with yeah. a grain of salt, but no, she admitted. And I said, I said, so let me guess. I said, the guy is a huge fan of Mother Jugs and Speed. And she goes, <laughs> he really likes that movie. And I said, yeah, well. Uh, or Harvey Keitel and the... Raquel Welsh in the back of the ambulance. What you know, I said. Heart air gave you the heart paddles, give you the paddles like right before you're about to finish. Like, you know, like clear, <laughs> hit you with it right there. And, yeah, I mean, some people are in some so twisted stuff. Now you're talking about EMS movies. Did uh, what did you think of the Nick Cage one? What was that? Bringing out the ghost, bringing out or the what? Dead. Bringing out the dead. Yes, was, it is. Uh, it is close. It is close. Yeah. It's it, it at times is uh, like uh, glamorized or Hollywoodized a little bit, but the the giving the person um, Narcan and bringing yeah. them back to life or waking up a diabetic with uh, with, you know, D50 and then they just kind of awaken. Um, it is it does seem like that. It does seem. But but having Bing Rames gather everybody around to pray. And acting like God, oh, that that's hilarious. And yeah. those things apparently really happened. I talked to, um, I was on a podcast where the guy got to interview the man who wrote that book. And he said all the characters were based around people that he had actually worked with. And uh, it was pretty neat, pretty fascinating. But um, yeah, like like some of the things we wouldn't do, but that also was night shift. And that also was in a major city. So maybe the different rules apply. Now the fentanyl, let, let me ask you this about the fentanyl. You probably work the same area, right? Do, do you guys work beats or do you just go wherever you go? Like cops do, or do you work like quadrants? Because um, I would, I would we do have districts, but that's okay. kind of going away. There's this system status management way of doing things 
where basically you're just scattered across the county or a city and you post have the you, gas stations and, and you go where the call is. Have you ever had to give Narcan to somebody you had already given it to them in a previous time? Like, oh, I know this drug addict or and I'm not I'm not talking bad about them because I'm just saying, like, I mean, that that's got to be pretty heartbreaking. You're like, man, I already gave this person Narcan once. Um, I have not. I personally have not, but I have had repeat. We call them frequent flyers. I have yeah. had repeat uh, patients. Um, I did have a guy who was a fragile, like a fragile diabetic. Basically, he was supposed to eat before he went to bed because he his blood sugar dropped at roughly about four or five in the morning every morning. If he That's did my not dad. eat like a 10, 30, 11 o'clock snack. Okay? That's my dad. Yep. So basically, we get the call to his house. And I remember him very well. He was a he was a very built, though short, very combative black man. People people don't realize diabetics when they're when they're not aware, they are very combative. And you you I'm talking about he is throwing firefighters this way and that, and he's completely laying on his bed. He's on his stomach, and every time you touch him, he's just I mean, throwing these guys around. How do they have the energy with no blood sugar though? Like I I don't understand. We pricked his finger and we got a reading of something like 19. Oh, that, I mean, that is like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. So we're trying to find a way to, to start an IV on this guy who's trying bag? to destroy. I nail him with glucagon. Oh, yeah. So glucagon releases the last little bit that's left in like your liver. And basically, if the glucagon, if the glucagon doesn't work, that's it. That's the last of his stores. So at that point, you're, you know. You're going to maybe have to drill into a bone. You're going to do something, you know. So basically every time I could sometimes get the line on him if he wasn't, you know, to that point. But most of the time, jump on his back like the crocodile hunter, nail him with the glucagon. Then he starts to come to. And Damn then beauty. Look at this one. <laughs> and, he, and then I would say, uh, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name. I'll, I'll fake his name. I'll say, uh, Charlie, you know, mm. I say, Charlie, you know, better, man. I said, what am I looking at right here on your nightstand? And he had like a Texas cinnamon roll or he had like a peanut butter and jelly uncrustable. I Mm. said, what am I looking at right there? I know, I know. And I mean, leaving his district, um, I haven't seen him since I I moved to a new service, but leaving that district and leaving that service, I'm constantly wondering how he's how he is, you know, and and so that isn't a traumatic call. That's just a somebody you kind of developed a rapport with per se so i can't i can understand that ptsd for certain people that like maybe you have narcan to plenty and then that one day you're working the full arrest on them i've had two i worked in private service and i had two dialysis patients when you work in a private service a lot of times you do these dialysis transports it's kind of like a medical taxi ride Mm -hmm. and um i've had to work two full arrests on patients that i have been in their house picked them up six times a week you know, or, or three times two and three times back. And I've had to work that and that, that really messes you up. I mean, because this is somebody you've had conversations with, you've met their children, you've met their grandchildren, and now you're feeling their ribs crack under your hands. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard, very hard. That's, that's a different, that's like, right. not your, your, not your EMS, your 911 way of doing things. It's like yeah. had its own PTSD it, it attached to that kind of call. Boy, we really went right back down, didn't we? No, no, no. Listen, listen, Ben, I could I could sit here and talk to you forever. And I swear to God, this is the final question. I I 
I like to start off an interview and I like to let it go where it goes. And and I, I, I just keep thinking of new questions, all this stuff. Uh, you know, they always say there was a big rivalry between police and firefighters. Where where did the EMS people come in at? Like, are they are they like the people on the like sidelines? Like, all right, let's let these people duke it out. We'll clean up their 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 dirty work after it and we'll be on our way. Yeah, I, I don't particularly see EMS likes to make fun of fire and likes to make fun of police, but we really don't have a, a dog in that fight. Um, basically I, I like firefighters and I like police officers. Um, I really like firefighters who are cross-trained as medics because they can start a lot of the stuff before you get there. Mm-hmm. And so then you pick them up and they already have an IV and they already, they already hand you the 12 lead EKG and you're like, Oh my God, thank you guys. So I'm a big fan of firefighters. I, I, I think yeah. They, they are invaluable, especially if they yep. you can drive your ambulance while you're working a, a code. I, I, I really, truly uh, appreciate them. And I like police officers, too. There is some there are some people in EMS who talk down to firefighters, think that they're, you know, uh, hose, hose jockeys or something. I don't know, but I don't yeah. subscribe to it. So but police and fire, definitely I can see a bit more of a, a tension between them. than us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Ben. I, I could sit here and talk to you forever. I hope I didn't get too deep or dark. I know you do comedy, but I do. I, and, I, and I talk about stuff it. like this on my podcast, too. So don't don't sweat it. I mean, it, I'm pretty pretty much an open book of sorts. But also, um, like I said, with your your stuff, you're talking about stuff that's that's uh, similar to what I'm talking about in your personal life. And I am happy to have met you. And I hope that you stay on your um, oh, I'm good. Man. This is, I hope you this stay the, sober. I hope you stay up. I, I really, really enjoyed meeting you. Honestly, this has been hey, wonderful. Hey, man, uh, make sure you follow me on social media and uh, I'll give you a follow back because I because I, I want to I want to keep up with you and I want to have you on again. Ben, tell once again, tell people how they can find out your stuff. Uh, EMS Capades, EMS, C-A-P-A-D-E-S or EMS comic. Um, if you follow me on all four social medias, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Reddit. And uh, also emscapades.com or emscomic.com is my website. And um, yeah, please follow me. Uh, there'll be a link going on back to Tuttle. I uh, I think this is hopefully the beginning of a very cool friendship. So thank you. Yes. Thank you, Tuttle. Dude, any, anything you need, uh, I'm, I'm there. All right, man. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend, okay? You too, bud. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 
270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what going on?